You are entitled to your sexual self. We encourage lurid listeners to be playful, enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. This show is for adults only. Hey, hey, lurid listeners, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is Rose Carraway, and joining me again in studio is Big Daddy. Say hey, Big Daddy. Hey, hey, everybody. How's your nipples hanging? <laughs> What's up? How we doing? <laughs> Mine are okay. Went to the gym today. My my pecs, a little sore. Sore my glutes, <laughs> my calves, all those things. Anyway, today we are officially continuing our promotion of Rachel Kramer Bustle's Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4, the audiobook. By the way, which I I feel very much is my best performance to date, so I hope you check it out. It's amazing. Uh, The latest volume is themed around outliers and risk takers. Women who put themselves out there by asking for what they want, all in the name of erotic gratification. Today's story features a science professor, a BDSM Shakespeare-themed calendar photo shoot, a young TA, and his shaggin' wagon. But before we get to that amazingness, what have you got in the way of... of we don't have email today. We have um, a, a Twitter dialogue that happened. Oh my God, it was so amazing. And it opened up... It literally opened a door for me in a weird way. <laughs> Um, so you guys know that I write all my stories. Basically, they're they're based on dreams that I have, um, and I can I can kind of control the dreams that I have in order to finish a story that I'm writing. I can just work out all the kinks, as it were, and and develop it and figure out my characters all while I'm sleeping. Um, it's kind of like this weird meditative writing thing that I do. Well, anyway, I got um, a Twitter a tweet. <laughs> From, I'm going to say, from at Deanna C. BioNerd. And she wrote, Just discovered your podcast, The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica, and I am in love! Exclamation point, exclamation point. She doubles them up, which I do too. I love it. I am an avid listener to true crime and creepypasta podcasts, but suffer from sleep paralysis on occasion. I've read that bouts of sleep paralysis are the best opportunities for lucid dreaming. So I thought if I'm going to be having lucid dreams, they may as well be of the sexual sort. Anywho, I came across your podcast two nights ago and I just can't get enough, exclamation point, exclamation point. I love the variety as an open bisexual with a fiance who is only home for a few days every month. This is my new guilty pleasure. I, I, so this, (laughs) so I started with, oh my God, sleep paralysis. How frightening is that? Um, I know a lot of people have experienced that. I've experienced it three times that I can recall, three significant times in my life. Um, And it's a weird, freaky thing. But it does, it is a very lucid moment in your, in your sleep process. Um, It's kind of freaky. And I say, yes, go to erotica and have that in your ears before you go to bed. Um, maybe it'll be a pleasant paralysis, we'll say. Um, you know, the first thing I, I wondered was, does 
does she write these down? Does she write those dreams that she's having, those so lucid dreams? Does she write them down? Because that's what I did growing up. Um, you know, huge journal full of that stuff. They burned down when her house burned down. Ah! Um, but, I, you know, I feel like that should be an erotic story in itself, this sleep paralysis thing. I don't know how I could twist it. But, yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, we turned on the TV last night in this movie called Mara. Uh, it's a horror movie about sleep paralysis. And this line came up on the screen that said 40% of people experience sleep paralysis. I don't know if that's true. It's a movie, but holy crap. You know, it's, it's your, for me, it was, I was asleep. I knew I was asleep, but I was dreaming and I felt stuck. I could not wake up. And it was hugely stressful, extremely scary. Um, and I w felt like I was just trying to scream and trying to scream and couldn't get my throat. One of the occasions was trying to wake you up to wake me up. I, and I couldn't make it happen. So, wow. You know. Yeah, that sounds scary. You know, it's funny because what you will do, you'll say, I'm going to go right. And that's code. I know what that means. What that really means is I'm going to go take a nap because you literally <laughs> do right through your dreams. Yeah. Like you go and you go, oh, I got this part I'm working on. And you'll actually just go lay down, close your eyes. You know, I don't know if you're truly sleeping or you're just sort of in an in-between state, but then you'll come up. I got it. Yeah, it it's comes to me. If it doesn't, maybe I'll take a nap the next day, but you certainly can't force it, but. It's just the way I'm built, the way I'm made. It's always been that way. So the sleep paralysis thing, it it, it interests me. And so, you know, maybe I'll go online and look, look for some interesting articles. And, you know, I want to freak myself out. But I'm definitely going to watch that horror movie that we pulled up. I didn't get a chance to finish it last night. I had to go to bed. Um, but there may be something there that I can kind of sure. twist on and and appeal to folks. should be called Lucid. Lucid. Lucid Lust. <laughs> there we go. Title's done. Um, so, but I, you know, thank you to um, uh, at Deanna C. BioNerd for, for messaging me. I love that sweater hand. I know, me too. <laughs> um, so, it looks like she might start writing some of her dreams down. That, that should be interesting for her, hopefully. Hopefully it'll be worth it. Um, good luck. Pleasant dreams. I hope the show brings you some lovely fantasies. If you are interested in emailing us with how erotica has benefited your life or how you hope it will, send us an email at thekissmequicks at gmail.com. Or if you're feeling rather brave, give us a call at 202-810-KISS. Remember, please do give us permission to use your name on the air. All right. Today's story is titled... Take the Shot by Micah Kennedy. Professor Nina Johnson saves the day by posing for her sister's erotic calendar. It's a dirty version of Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream, and the professor is playing the part of Tatiana. She's more than a bit nervous, but the clothes, the makeup, the creative BDSM atmosphere transforms Nina. There are a thousand reasons why she shouldn't hook up with the man playing Oberon once the calendar shoot has wrapped up. But maybe, just maybe, temptation might be enough to give Nina the courage to tell this younger man exactly what she wants. Before our story begins, check out our latest audiobook.
In Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4, award-winning editor Rachel Kramer Bussell has gathered the hottest sexy stories starring outspoken women who daringly pursue love and lust. You'll hear about a single mom who goes back to college and gets some very hands-on education from her hot professor. An Amish woman tenderly revealing her most intimate desires. And a woman who crafts the man of her dreams. From outsiders who lustily claim their place without apology, to women taking the boldest of risks with their hearts and their bodies. Best Women's Erotica of the Year. Volume 4. These sizzling stories are sure to make your heart pound. In iTunes, Audible, or on Amazon. And now, here is Take the Shot by Micah Kennedy. I could always run away. Though my hand's already on the studio door, I'm sorely tempted. No, you promised. Woman up. You are not a chicken. The quiver in my stomach says otherwise, but it's understandable. It isn't every day your little sister asks you to pose for a sex calendar or that you agree to it. What was I thinking? Truthfully, I wasn't. I was trying to sleep in now that the university's spring semester was over. Naturally, this meant a phone call came at the ass crack of dawn. Only one person would dare. Somebody better be dead, Caroline, I mumbled. How much do you love me? My sister asked. Oh, crap. That never bodes well. You don't even know what it is. But I know you. Spill. I need you to come model on this photo shoot, she said. Candace got stomach flu. What did you do to my goddaughter? It wasn't me. I told her not to do dollar wing night. Poor kiddo. I made a note to call her later. So what exactly do you need? I need you to pose for a few tasteful, sensual pictures with another model. I made a noncommittal noise. Please, Nina, she begged. My editor's after me like I owe her rent money. Define sensual, not nudity. No, Prudence, she mocked. You'll be covered. With makeup, no one'll recognize you. I'm not a prude. Not since you dumped you-know-who, anyway. Don't start. My ex's failings were her favorite topic. That asshole spent five years treating you like a prop. You can be mature about it. I will hate him forever. He was just uptight. Uptight? The man has a tree-sized stick up his ass, and not in the good way. Carly, please. I don't want to think about my ex or his ass. It's been a year. Let it go. I'm just saying, he'd absolutely hate this. She was right. The man was a stickler for propriety. He would hate this. Damn, now I had to do it.
I breathe deeply and enter the studio. The jumble of lights, stacked backdrops, and enormous umbrella lights in the loft overwhelms me. Carly, however, is calm amid the chaos. Lens checks, shifting furniture, and screechy metal playing in the background. Nothing phases her. When she sees me, I get a huge smile. My baby sis is practically my clone. We share enormous topaz brown eyes, toothy grins, even the same curvy body. We Johnson girls are particularly blessed in the booty department. Even with our contrasting skin tones, mine deep brown, hers lighter tan, people assume we're twins. Nina, thank heaven. She hugs me like it's been years. Thank you. Like I'd let you down, I scoff. Never mind my momentary freakout. Going from professor to video vixen is a big step. What is this video vixen business? I give her serious side eye. I agreed to tasteful, sensual pictures. That's a direct quote. Tasteful and sensual don't make you blush like that. If you want to see blush, get me some makeup. Stop embarrassing me. You're no fun. She sticks her tongue out at me. I give her my sternest teacher face, but she just laughs. My students claim I'm tough. My sister doesn't even pretend to believe it. She leads me to the improvised dressing room at the back of the studio. It's basically a curtain and rope, but it'll do. I have to do test shots on set, Carly says. She hands me a garment bag. Put this on. Sid will do your face in a few minutes. I draw the curtain shut as best I can. I kick off my shoes, then quickly strip off my yoga pants and sweater. My bra takes longer, of course. When your size involves more numbers than a locker combination, keeping your breasts where you want them involves engineering like the Sistine Chapel. The mass of hooks and underwires takes careful attention. Finally, I slip it off and slide into a bustier of deep green leather attached to a fluttery, translucent mesh skirt. I don't know how, but the thing pushes my breasts to heights they haven't seen since the 90s. The cups barely manage to cover my areola. This can't be the whole outfit. I check the bag. All that's left are a tiny scrap of a thong and a pair of open-toed stilettos. I put them on, grumbling. Carly and I clearly differ on the definition of covered. Deep breaths. I can do this. Sid knocks on the curtain. She nods at the outfit. That's perfect, she says. Let's get you dolled up. I spend an hour in the makeup chair. Between the soft brushes and Sid's gentle hands, I nearly fall asleep. But when she twirls me around to see the effect, I am stunned. The woman in the mirror is alternate universe me, not a 40-something teacher with under-eye bags like carry-on luggage. She's a goddess with cheekbones sharp enough to cut glass, sunset-painted eyes, and a mouth drenched in burgundy velvet. Sid coats my skin in shimmery lotion that makes me glow. She even weaves a golden coronet and flowers into my hair. I've become a buxom woodland nymph. I adore it. Sid steps back and nods decisively. That's hot. Not just hot, Carly agrees. Bangable, I snort. The set has been transformed into a forest. 
tree stumps draped with moss, vines overhead, blue and purple lights. Carly's plan finally clicks. You're doing a Midsummer Night's Dream, I say. Why didn't you tell me? Because I'm doing dirty Midsummer, she replies. You know how you get. She gestures at the prop table. It's covered in BDSM gear. Holy cat of nine tails, Batman. Carly's smirk merely reinforces my resolve. I'm not the prude you think I am, I say, in my most bored tone. This is fine. All right, Titiana, she says dryly. I'm holding you to that. So, where's my Oberon? Carly looks over my shoulder. Behind you. I'm smiling as I turn, eager to meet my partner in this mad adventure. Instead, my face drops as I recognize my teaching assistant, Josh Medina. Shit. I've been obsessively imagining him half-dressed for the last year. The reality is far better than any of my fantasies. His golden brown limbs and chiseled chest could make a sculpture cry. And those raven dark eyes rimmed with lashes so lush you'd swear he was wearing makeup. He's the perfect Oberon. His eyes light up when he sees me, and his slow smile turns my knees to butter. I pull my sister aside. Carly, I can't do this. Why not? Weren't you just bragging about how much of a prude you aren't? This is different. I'm his boss. I want to shake her but I'm too busy covering my boobs with my arms. I'd kill for a robe right about now. How'd you even find him? That day I helped you move into your office, she replies. We were talking and you glanced over my shoulder. You got this goofy look on your face, like all your dreams had come true at once. I remember that day instantly. We were carting boxes up the three flights of stairs, getting completely sweaty and gross, when Josh strolled by my open door. He'd been wearing that tight blue Henley and jeans that made his ass look like a perfectly ripe peach. I wanted to bite it. He'd waved and smiled, polite as always. Something had to be wrong with me if even basic manners made me want to do unspeakably filthy things to him. I thought I'd kept my cool, but Carly had seen right through me. I had to see who could put that expression on your face, she says. When I did, how could I not cast him? He's so striking. Striking doesn't come close. Hot as balls, my goddaughter would say. My 22-year-old goddaughter, who, I remind myself, is much closer to his age than I am. You're both adults, Carly says. He's not in your class. Neither of you is pressuring the other, and it has nothing to do with your work. I fail to see the problem. Of course you don't see it, but this is my job. How can I maintain my authority when my TA has examined my TNA all up close and personal? Um, Professor Johnson? Josh's soft voice catches my attention. I turn to him. Yes, Mr. Medina, I say, slipping into my professional register a little lower and firmer than my usual tone. It's probably ineffective, 
since I'm standing here with all my worldly goods on display, but it makes me feel calmer. He swallows hard, stands up straighter. I appreciate the chance to take in every glorious sculpted inch of him. Wow, he finally says. You look amazing. Thank you, I say. I deliberately don't return the sentiment. I don't trust what might come out of my mouth. You're the last person I expected to see here, he says. I wouldn't think this was your scene. Spend a lot of time thinking about that, have you? I ask, arching an eyebrow. He blushes. It's adorable. No, I just, I mean, not a lot. He laughs in that it's a joke, but not really way. Oh, God, what if it isn't? Is he flirting? I don't know what to do with that. Caroline, Carly, is my sister. She needed a model, so I'm here. Cool, that's sweet of you. Foolish, more like, but I'll take sweet. Nah, it's badass. His face turned serious. I overheard you and your sister talking. I know this is a little weird, but I'm okay with it, if you are. You work for me, Joshua. It wouldn't be right. But I don't, not anymore, he says quickly. I found a job in my department. He'd been admitted too late to get a TA position in the physics lab, but we'd been thrilled to have him. We needed someone who could help our ESL students with scientific jargon. That's great, I tell him. Our loss, but congratulations. I'm sure you'll be brilliant over there. I'll still volunteer sometimes when I can, he says. But since I don't officially work for you anymore, this is okay, right? Really? You don't think it's weird? Taking sexy pictures with me? I mean, I don't normally do this, but I've heard it can be intense. I am all for intensity, he says, with another devastating smile. There's no one else I'd want here. Eek, definitely flirting. My head's spinning a little. Try to focus. Carly needs me here. Josh wants me here. And I, I want to be brave. He holds out a hand, trembling. I take it. All right, I tell him. Let's make some magic. The photo shoot is a blur. The heat from the lights, the awkwardness of holding poses, of being watched, none of it matters. I'm captivated by how beautiful he looks bound to that tree, ropes taut against his pecs, ball gag in his mouth. I lean against him, eyes closed, bejeweled hands lifting my breasts as if offering them up. His breath grazes my lips, hot and fast. I want to close the gap and devour him. Then he's on his knees, jeweled collar around his neck. Holding the lead in one hand and a whip in the other is intoxicating. It's too easy to imagine this is real, that he's mine to do with as I please. When Carly seats me on an ornate chaste lounge, one hand taut in his hair, one stiletto-clad foot draped over his shoulder, I am instantly wet and throbbing. Josh leans back, nestles his head between my breasts. It's all I can do to stop myself from reaching for his cock.
somehow, I make it through the rest of the shoot without embarrassing myself. In the dressing room, I don my street clothes again, carefully rehanging the bustier and skirt. I tuck the soaked thong into my purse. When I emerge, Josh and Sid are watching Carly download the images. Wow, Josh says. I have to agree, the pictures are perfect. The fairy queen as dominatrix, her trickster king, tamed, in her thrall. It's hot as hell. Mercy, Carly tells me. I should have made you my model ages ago. Sister, you are really fucking hot. Hush, I say, very carefully not looking at Josh. My ears are hot. Sid agrees. If I didn't know better about you two. She doesn't finish the thought. Josh and I share an awkward laugh. Whatever magic existed between us, the spell's broken now. I don't examine why that saddens me. He was just playing a part, I remind myself. Stop obsessing. He's gorgeous, but off limits. There should be nothing more than a distant friendship between us. Your editor will be glad, I'm sure, I say. Does the calendar have a title yet? Fat girls who like to fuck. Carly! Oh, calm down, she says, flicking through the images. It'll be fine. Really? She shrugs. We're substituting an asterisk for the you. I shake my head. Only my sister. A post-performance high has me restless. Or maybe it's having been half-dazed with lust for the last six hours. Either way, I'm not ready to go home. I ask Sid if she's up for a drink, but she's helping Carly select the final shots. I leave them to their edits. breeze off the lake soothes me. It'll make for a pleasant ride home. Halfway to the parking lot, I hear Josh's voice. Professor, he's breathing heavily, like he ran to catch up. I think you ought to call me Nina by now, considering. Okay, Nina. He blushes again. Do you still want to get that drink? I look up at him. Even in the twilight, His darkly lashed eyes and sharp cheekbones stand out. His face is sweet, fresh, far too young. I can't do this. I don't think so. His face falls. A twinge of regret lances through me. I crush it. That's too bad. I thought, I hoped you wanted company, my company specifically. You sweet, sweet boy. You have no idea what I want. I turn away, but he grabs my hand. His thumb strokes lazy figure eights across my palm, reigniting the fire in my core. I watch our joined hands, mesmerized. He tips my chin up so that I'm forced to meet his eyes. Show me, he whispers, please. It's his please that gets me, so full of longing and need. The heat I see blazing in his eyes burns away any hesitation I feel. My lips are on his almost before I know it. He leans in, threads his hands through my locks, 
and pulls me so close that every part of him is touching every part of me. We kiss each other slowly, thoroughly, lips and tongues dancing together so perfectly, it feels like we must have done this before, in another time or another life, maybe. I don't know. The only thing I'm sure of is that I never want to stop. When we come up for air, we're both shaking. I take a few deep breaths, but my pulse is still racing. Nina, he whispers into my skin. Beautiful, beautiful Nina. I've wanted to do that for so long. Hush, I say. It's just the rush from the shoot. We were in a very stimulating situation. That energy just spilled over. You haven't ever thought about this? His tongue flicks that spot just below my earlobe. I moan. Thought about us? It would have been completely inappropriate, Josh. But you felt something, right? He looks me in the eye. I nod. Shit, if I'd known that, I'd have quit months ago. No, no, I argue. I wouldn't have wanted that. I liked seeing you every day. Are you willing to see me now? He asks between kisses. Is that something you want? Right this moment, I laugh, though his lips on my neck give me shivers. I want you to be about five years older and me to be about ten younger so we could meet in the middle. Do you really care about that? He rests his forehead on mine. Because I don't. All I care about is that the most amazing woman I know is letting me kiss her, and I can't believe how damn lucky I am. This man and his silver tongue will be the death of me. I can't wait. We kiss some more, tangling together until we bump against the side of an ancient Dodge van. It's white with thin burgundy stripes, a 70s classic. We should be careful of the van, I say, reluctantly breaking away. The owner might not like it. The owner likes it very much, he says, dangling the keys. Oh, my lord, who sold you a shaggin' wagon? I laugh. I bought it from, wait, hold on, what did you call it? A shaggin' wagon, a van that you, you know, you, I'm intrigued. You mean you've never, never what? Give me the keys. Why? Because you asked me what I wanted, I say boldly. Right now, I want you to get in this van and fuck me senseless. He hands over the keys at once, and we climb in. It's dark, but the streetlights over the lot are just enough. He pulls the curtains separating the front seats from the rest of the interior, and we're in shadow again. I take his hand, and we sit down on the wine-colored carpet. His lips graze mine. I'm already addicted to his sweetness, the faint hint of cinnamon on his breath. When my nails scrape his back, something fierce ignites between us. Then it's all popping buttons and sliding belt buckles and shoes that end up who knows where until I'm writhing on the floor in just my bra, aching for his touch. 
Wait, wait, Josh says. Seriously? I'm groaning in frustration. I know, I know, he says, soothing me with another kiss. I don't want to rush this. Let me take my time, hmm? I pout. He kisses it away, sucking and nibbling at my bottom lip. The sensation goes straight to my clit. He is so careful not to touch me as he removes my bra. Beautiful, he repeats. He stares at me with heat and tenderness in his eyes. I'm desperate to get his hands on me. Finally, he trails a cool fingertip across my collarbone. I suck in a breath when he follows it with his tongue. I need this so much. He continues, swirling cool and hot across one breast, then the other. I can't hold back a moan when he flicks my nipples. Ah, he says, satisfied, as if he's solved a puzzle. You like that? The needy noises I make encourage him. He does it again and again until I think I might come from this alone. Can, can I touch you back? Soon, he promises. Right now, I need to concentrate. His hands and mouth glide over my belly, hips, thighs. Between the licks and touches, I'm almost out of my mind. I prop myself up on my elbows, watch him part my knees with strong, sure hands. He strokes slowly, so slowly, making his way toward my aching pussy. His mouth follows his hands. My breaths come so fast, I'm almost dizzy when he licks the juncture of my thighs. He looks up, his gorgeous eyes shining in the filtered light. Can I? Oh, please, I reply, and his tongue is on me, inside me, in a flash. He alternates long, slow strokes with quick flicks against my clit until I'm gripping his hair and arching off the carpet like I'm electrified. I'm close, so close. When he eases my clit into his mouth and gives it the tiniest suck, my brain short circuits. I come so hard, I see stars. Josh murmurs sweet words in my ear as I return to Earth. He kisses me, and the taste of us on his lips makes me even hotter than before. Tell me you have a condom, I growl. He laughs. So serious, Nina. I flip over and straddle him, grinding against the hard length of his cock. Now it's his turn to suck in a breath. Damn right I'm serious. Condom, now. Miracle of miracles, he produces one. Greedily, I snatch it from his grasp. He laughs again at my eagerness. I thought you wanted to, he starts, but it turns into a hiss when I slide the condom on him with my mouth. His cock is thick and perfect, and I can't help lingering over it, eagerly slurping him into my mouth again and again until he pulls me back up with a growl of his own. Woman. 
He breathes. You're killing me. Is there a better way to go? I tease. He doesn't answer, just smiles and sets me back on his lap. I lift up, hovering over him for a moment before I slowly take him inside me. Sweet mercy. Inch by delicious inch, he fills me up until I'm stretched and breathless. You good? He asks. Mm, oh yes. I ride him with a slow, easy pace, adjusting to the feel of him. He rolls my nipples between thumbs and fingertips, pinching them just enough that lightning zooms through me. I'm halfway to a second orgasm when he grabs my hips and takes over. He goes deeper, harder, fucking me so thoroughly that I can only whisper, yes, and more, and oh my god, and yes, fuck, fuck yes, as I come. His orgasm is moments behind mine, and the wild abandon on his face when he comes is the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. We kiss again, sweet and languid. He turns away to deal with the condom, then I'm nestled on his chest soon after. I will this moment of peace to last. Listen to his heart. Wonder what this means for my own. I want to stay in this bubble, but the real world's already on my mind. He no longer works for me, but there are a thousand reasons this night can only be a lovely memory. Where did you go just now? Joshua asks me. I'm here, I say. His face tells me he knows better. I'm serious about seeing each other. This isn't casual for me. You know that, right? I don't know anything, really, I say. We scrounge around for clothes, dressing as fast as we'd undressed. We step out of the van, and I'm tongue-tied. I want to say everything and nothing at once. So, I have a speech. Want to hear it? A speech? I'm in communications, he shrugs. We always have a speech. What about physics? Double major. I didn't know that, I sigh. I should know that. I'll tell you all about me next time. He wants a next time. My breath races at the thought. Short version, he says. You're scared of this, of us, terrified. If today hadn't happened, would you have said anything? I shake my head. So we'd have kept wanting each other, been too scared to admit it. He strokes my cheek. I'm done being scared, Nina. I hope you are too. I don't understand how he's this brave. I'm terrified. But I also wasted years being what someone else wanted, and it made me miserable. I might be the teacher, but clearly I still have something to learn. We have to go slow, I say. Like snails, he replies. That is utterly unsexy. Come here then, I'll show you sexy. I do, and he does, over and over and over again.
you guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. That was Take the Shot by Micah Kennedy, featured in Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4, edited by Rachel Kramer Bustle. You guys can follow Micah on Twitter at MicahKenBooks. You can follow Best Women's Erotica on Twitter at BWE of the Year. Follow the show at the KMQ and follow me at Rose Caraway and Big Daddy at Big Daddy Dave. Subscribe to the Kiss Me Quicks newsletter and get KMQ episodes delivered right to your inbox. If you want to support the show and get more sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Don't forget to leave us a sexy review. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Broke for free. Little Glass Men. Room for a Ghost. Nylor. The KMQ introduction music by Vivich. And the feature credit song, In Tune by Kelly Mays. The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 4. Edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. Stupid fish. I I just just got got laid. laid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cheers, Daddy O.